Hey RayFam, thank you for being part of our incredible community. Your support has made the Ragsy Show a hub for amazing stories, thought-provoking conversations and unforgettable moments. We've embarked on a mission to bring you the most extraordinary guests, individuals with unique perspectives and stories that inspire. And here's where you come in. We are aiming to take our podcast to new heights and we want you to be a part of that journey. Imagine this. By subscribing to The Rag Z Show, you're not just staying updated on the latest episodes, you're actively contributing to the growth of our community and helping us attract even more amazing guests onto the show. So, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button right now. It's a small action with a huge impact. Subscribing not only shows your support for the podcast, but it also sends a powerful message to potential guests that the community is passionate, engaged, and hungry for the kind of content that sparks curiosity and fuels inspiration. And if you have already subscribed, fantastic! Share the love by telling your friends, family, and colleagues about the Ragsy Show. Together, we can build a community that celebrates diverse voices and extraordinary stories. Well, thank you for being a part of this journey. Your support means the world to us. So hit that subscribe button, join our growing community and let's continue unlocking extraordinary stories together on The Ragsy Show. Quick question. How many of you have taken the conventional route for your career only to find that after ticking all the boxes, Something is still amiss and you cannot pin the reason for it down. If you have, then this episode is for you. Hi, my name is Rayson and I'm your host for The Regacy Show. And tonight, it's my honor and pleasure to have invited a professional astrologer and business coach. Her name is none other than Tonya Shaw. Tonya helps meet career professionals who have reached a plateau in their jobs, rediscover their inner genius and talents that they can use toward a more meaningful career. She has been featured on numerous podcasts and her articles on LinkedIn and on her website has garnered a lot of attention as well. And without further ado, let's welcome Tonya Tin to the podcast. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Hello, hi, Harrison. Hi. Yes, so honored to be here. Yes. Oh yeah, uh, it's really an honor to have you here as well. And also at the same time, honored to be able to speak with you on this interesting topic, okay, which uh, many people in business wouldn't know, okay, wouldn't know a lot about it. They would have chance upon it, but they wouldn't know about it a lot, which we'll be talking a lot about it later on, on human design and astrology, especially mm. birth charts as well. Okay, mm. And, and I, I know that you have actually prepared an example for a birth chart, and uh, we're going to talk a lot about that as well. And Tonya, before we actually start this whole podcast running, just want to check with you, how have you been? Me? Um, I've been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but does it feel like January just had more than 31 days in it? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like so fast. Now yeah. we are saying goodbye to January already. 
it, it's yeah. just in a blink of an eye and January just passed by us and February is coming. Valentine's Day, Lunar New Year for Chinese is coming as well. Man, yeah. it is so fast. Time just flies. Like so much has happened already. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So for those of you who are tuning in, just write in the comments and, and let us know, you know, what are your 2024 goals and have you achieved them so far? And if not, then I believe, you know, this wonderful, amazing astrologer, Tonya, will be actually guiding you, okay, with her tips and golden nuggets and value bombs that she's going to drop in here. And uh, just want to check, you are actually based in Malaysia, right? Uh, no, I'm based in Singapore. Originally, ah, Singapore. yes, I'm Malaysian, but I'm based in Singapore, right here in the east coast ah, of Singapore. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. yes, right. I remember seeing your Instagram story about the pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. that, that right, pizza right. on the back, uh, pizza on someone's back. Yeah, but it's really good pizza, and it's get garnering mm -hmm. a lot of good, good Google reviews as well. So, yeah, I, I hope the yeah. business survives. I'm yeah, very, very I'm looking much forward. A big supporter of big uh, of small businesses. Yes, I I agree. I I see your website. I saw so many small businesses that you have been supporting and guiding, especially those younger generation, especially those people who are startups and all, you have been guiding them with your strategy and a lot of interesting methods, techniques that you have actually touched base with them. You have taught them as well. And, um, you know, Tonya, I'm pretty sure a lot of my audience would love to know more about you. So can you share with us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Okay, sure. So yes, everybody knows now I'm Tonya Shaw. Uh, I'm a business coach, basically. Uh, and right. I like to specialize in soulpreneurs. So you may ask me what, mm. what are soulpreneurs, right? So right. uh, soulpreneurs are essentially solopreneurs. So they are people in the, in the business of doing their own business. Um, but mm -hmm. the difference between them and, say, uh, an entrepreneur, to me, is, is it's more like a subset of entrepreneurs. So, solopreneurs are people who are more heart-centered and more heart-led. And they feel that what they're doing in this business is really more like a calling for them. It's really like almost as if it's like their life purpose to help others, right? right. So... Um, where I specialize and where I come in is really in the area of personal branding. Um, okay. And this is to help them to recognize their own true value, right? Uh, and come from a place of like integrity and alignment right. with their true selves. Yeah. So it's basically about coming home to who they are. Because, you know, sometimes when, when, when you're, I guess... Um, when you're born, right, from the time of zero until now, you've gone through a whole experience of what life is, you've picked up certain habits and you've picked up certain beliefs about yourself. And maybe right. some of these beliefs are not really in alignment with your true self. They are just things that you've believed to be true. Um, there are certain values that you pick up to keep yourself safe or to cope with life. And maybe it's not so helpful for yourself. So it's really more about going through that, uh, that, that you know, 
the process of deconditioning as well to come back to home, to come back to who you really are. So I work with right. uh, people who are in the personal development industry, mainly coaches. Um, there are people who are health therapists, and there are also people who are wellness practitioners in the more alternative health space, like Reiki practitioners. Um, and yeah, I like to bring them on this journey to help them recognize the beauty that they have within themselves. So I use this through uh, the tools, two main tools, Western astrology, you know, Libra, uh, Virgo, that sort of thing, and human design as well. Ah, which we are going to talk a lot about these two things later on. And even though I know you are not the super expert in human design, but you still use them in your practices, but more so on astrology, right? Western astrology, also, especially. Okay, yes, got yes. it, got it. Okay. Mm, yes. And, and I, I just want to ask you, right, because it is pretty rare for um, someone to be in Malaysia to actually, uh, you know, go through this phase where they become an astrologer, especially westernized astrologer, because I, I know that, you know, Malaysia has a lot of people who are going to that conventional route, especially. And of course, there are those who are business-minded people, but still there are those who are more or less into the more conventional route of things like going to school, going to college, and then going to work. And then after that, have a family and voila, that's it. But yours, yours is very interesting. Okay, I, I just want to ask you, like, how did you actually get to be in the industry that you're currently in right now? Okay, so actually, before this, um, yes, I think for about 20 years, I was in a very conventional industry, right? Um, I was in banking and finance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What, what happened? That. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so back, uh, back in, I think after about, you know, 20 years or so, I, I've always been thinking about doing something else, but you know, it was very comfortable being in banking and finance and getting promotion, getting good money and a good lifestyle and everything. It was comfortable, I would say, but there was always right. this niggling sense that, you know, something was missing. Right. I already followed, right. like what you said, all the conventional stuff, like get a degree, get a job, work in banking. And that was all what everyone said was going to help um, make me happy. But I don't think I was that happy. And I think okay. um, back in 2017, I actually su suffered like a couple of consecutive health scares. And that oh. sort of got me into like um, an accident, existential crisis. Okay, I just started to okay. wonder what was I doing wrong because I thought I was really healthy. I, I used to run, you know, 10K, 21Ks. I had a very healthy lifestyle and I thought there's nothing wrong with me. I thought it was fine, but I had, I had mm -hmm. health scares. And so that led me into this path of healing and like finding my purpose because I really started to question what life was all about at that time. And um, right. that made me jump into a whole new journey, right? Uh, I mean, I was 20 years in banking. What else could I do? I was 
not very confident of what I was going to find, but I just gave it a try anyway. So I experimented with personal training. Yes, I, I got one of those uh, certificates that tell you you're a personal trainer. I trained people for a living for a while. Um, okay. Yeah. Then I went into something else called Body Talk. It was an alternative healing methodology, which works really well. And I, I, I love what, what it does. Um, but I think around about 2020, uh, that's when COVID happened. And um, it was difficult for me to be able to, to treat or to, to you know, do client sessions and do face-to-face -face around COVID. Um, so yeah. I was in the middle of like doing part-time of my body talk alternative healing modality, part-time personal training and part-time full-time banking still at that time. And okay. it was lockdown time and I discovered that my astrology teacher was doing a lot of online lectures at the time. And you know, during COVID, like um, how, how much can you do, right? The best thing is right. just to listen to online lectures and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. her lectures were really very refreshing because she didn't come from a very, uh, I would say, woo-woo space. She was not talking esoterically and, you know, something that was understandable. Not understandable. <clears throat> she was very good. She was very practical. And she explained astrology like an economist would. <clears throat> okay. Interesting. Yeah, so... I was very hooked on, on her lectures back then. And so I just took one step after another. And I discovered that I loved astrology so much more than I did the alternative healing um, modality that I was doing. And okay. yeah, I kind of never looked back since. Okay. Uh, just wondering, how young were you when you had those two health scares that you actually mentioned earlier? I'm not that young, I guess. Um, I turned 50 this year. So right. back in 2017, I would be at the age of 43. So it's it's the wow. start of the so-called midlife crisis, right? Right, right. Wow. So, so how did you feel when you realized that, oh, you have these two um, health crises? And, and is it like a, a, something that was very major? In, in a sense, in terms of those two crises that led you to think that, oh, uh, okay, I've done so much in banking and finance, and then now, what's next? It, it, were those two very major that caused you to think that way? I think um, one of them was very major. Uh, well, the outcome was not major, but I think it got my emotional state into something very, you know, like I, I got completely unhinged due, due to that. It was a, a breast lump scare. So when, when you go through that, you kind of start to wonder what you're doing. And, and it's, it's, that, it's that period of unknowing, right? You just don't know and you've got to wait for the tests. And you've got to do more tests and more tests and you've got to wait. So there was a lot of uncertainty there. And that's when I started to question like, okay, what am I doing? And you, you still know that maybe, maybe there's a chance that you could have um, breast cancer at that point in time. So it yes. really made me question a lot of things back then. Okay. Yeah. I and then the second consecutive yeah. one was um, when I got um, appendicitis, which yep. I guess it's, it's a random thing, but at the same time, it really made me wonder what I was doing wrong. And I just got very somehow very paranoid about things 
Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I never used to question life. I never used to, uh, you know, uh, even think about things in, in that way and ask what I was doing, what my purpose was. But somehow all of this just came up as a result of those, those two health scares. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that means when you were younger, say in your teenage years or even in your 20s, you have never thought about um, what's your purpose in life, what you should do, and etc. But it's just going through the motion of, oh, I went through this course in my uni or in my poly or um, in my college years. So I decided to just go according to search you have. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, pretty much that. Okay. I mean, at least this is what my generation and my peers have been through. We all just take right. it, you know, one step at a time. We get the university degree because it's accepted. We have to get the degree. You have to yep. be a professional. So we go do the professional stuff. I, I studied to become an accountant. So I did that. Mm. Um, and even though I think probably it was very subconscious thing that I started to question it. It was not very open. Um, and yeah, these, these things in 2017 just um, kind of amplified it, I guess you could say. Okay. So for for those of you who are tuning in right now, okay, so I mean, for those um, of the audience who's tuning in right now, what would you advise them if let's say they are in this uh, this uh, juncture of life where they feel like, you know, I have no idea what I want. I do not know what's my purpose in life as well. And they have been doing the same stuff over and over again, just like how you've been through back then. What is the number one advice you would give to these people that are listening to this episode right now? Mm, I would say I understand and I feel you that it's difficult to even imagine what else you could do because you've been doing this thing, you know, for, right. for most of your life. And it's very difficult. And I know where well, it makes you feel like, I don't know, I don't have talent, right? I don't have any ability to do anything else. And my advice would really be is to question that statement that you're saying to, self, to yourself, question that belief and ask yourself whether that's, really true right and the second right. thing i'd like to tell people as well is you never really find or know your purpose unless and until you actually get yourself on the journey of experimenting right mm. i think it, it really is very important to get yourself on just trying things uh, going for a course uh, talking to someone um you know, uh, going for a new certification, hanging out with a different bunch of people, for example, just changing your environment. It really just kickstart the journey for you. Yeah, it, it's going to mm. take time. Though. It took me years to find, find astrology. I started in 2017 and experimented with many different things. I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to take a break from work at that time as well. Um, but yeah, it, it took me about, what, three years before I, I found something that I really like to do. Okay, nice. Well, it, it sounds like it's a, it's a really long journey, even though three years is not super long, but it is still relatively long for you as well. And for people who are, you know, especially in their 20s or 30s, 
if we were to have that three years that you went through, I'm pretty sure we will be very anxious and eager to have results, to see those results as well, you know, and it's not like those results can come instantaneously, mm -hmm. like what laws of attraction and whatever not, but we, we want it fast sometimes, especially in the society yeah. right now. Everything has to be fast. You want the food fast? Okay, fast for you, fast food. McDonald's, mm -hmm. we have it. Okay, you want, say, for example, fast delivery of your items. Yeah, they have all these couriers that's in Singapore and other parts of the world that are doing all these things as well. But you have to pay mm -hmm. a price to it. So it's the same goes with our career. I'm pretty sure you would also agree. We also have to pay a price to it. It could be a time, it could be the effort, it could be the networks that we have in order to actually gain that result from there. And surprisingly enough, many of us fear this F word. And this F word is actually failure. So mm -hmm. speaking of which, Tonya, just want to ask you, right, do you have a favorite failure of yours, especially after building your business for quite a few years, really? I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. you have met all, all these uh, circumstances and situations where you actually felt like, man, I felt like a failure or I felt like I failed my business in a sense. So yeah, do you absolutely. have a favorite favorite of yours? And if you have, what is it and how has it impacted you so far? Um, okay. So I, I, I actually did look back at my first business that I started, which was an alternative um, healing modality, right? It was called Body okay. Talk. Um, and I guess in, in that sense, because the business naturally died on me, it was a failure in, in my eyes because I invested okay. a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of courses into this business, okay? Um, right. And I think really where, where that came from was um, me following my role model back then. Like this person that I followed was, uh, you know, a very successful practitioner and I, I it felt as if I really worshipped the ground that they walked on and I fell in love with the idea of being this person, I really put them up on the pedestal, right? And I was like, wow, I really want to be, to be this person, right? Um, and so I realized now when I look back, I really set out to be almost like a carbon copy of this person, right? I, I was not even acknowledging my own strengths um, and what my traits were, but I was just looking at this person and thinking, I want to be that person, and therefore I have to be a practitioner, and I have to do this modality. And actually, I didn't have as much heart as I realized in this particular modality. I really didn't, right? So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that, that was my one of my biggest and my most um, favorite failures, because I think when I look back now, in terms of how it's impacted me, Everyone that you look up to, all your role models, they're all human, right? They're also imperfect. Yep. So rather than to try to be exactly them or a carbon copy of them, how about working towards the qualities that I admire instead of trying to be them completely, right? 
And yeah. also this pointed me to like think maybe I didn't give myself enough credit for my abilities um, and what I could do. And I was always looking over my shoulder, you know, over like, oh, this person's so much better than that person. I was always comparing myself with others, but I was basing it off a different, um, I would say a different benchmark. I was basing it off what I saw was good in them, but I didn't see what was good in me. So I think when I look right. back now, I realize, okay, I actually do have, you know, uh, talents and gifts. And this comes back to my purpose now as well. And this is why I love to work with people to help shine light on their talents, on their gifts, which they often right. discount and take for granted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, that's how okay. I feel about it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I believe, you know, so many times where many people always believe that, oh, I want to be the next Gary Vee. I want to be the next Kim Kardashian. I want to be the next Paris Hilton. Or I want to be the next Johnny Depp. But the ironic part is nobody can be exactly the same as them. We can have similar traits as them, but we can't be exactly the same as them. And, and that's why, you know, we have deep fake these days, right? <laughs> yeah, but for AI, uh, it is just a tool for us to actually use it for fun or for business in certain ways, but not use it for other means in terms of like, oh, I want to be like Johnny Depp or like even say Pierre Peng, for example, if we are talking about local artists and then we can just use deep fake and then, you know, do it. But people can tell whether are you the real deal or real not, fake. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. right. So I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with you that, you know, it, it's wise for all of us not to be a carbon copy of someone else, but be someone that can actually absorb other people's strengths, other people's positive advices and uh, positive traits that they have that can mm. actually influence us. And then after that, we work on ourselves and we work on the business that we have and we just focus and double down on, on that. And of course, understanding that we are human and we have flaws as well. And we have weaknesses as well that we have to actually try to eliminate them or try to improve on them as well, in a sense, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I would like to ask you, right, you know, I'm pretty sure while you're building your business up, you would have found some mentors along the way. You would have met some of them offline or you have met some of them online through their content or probably even attended their courses and things like that. So, Tonya, can you share with us like what's the best piece of advice these mentors have given you throughout your journey, throughout your business journey, especially? Wow. Hmm. That really, really sets me thinking because um, actually, if, if I look back, I do have mentors, I do have teachers that I have met throughout my journey. Uh, and I wouldn't say that the advice that they've given is explicit, right? Like, I'm the guru, I tell you what to do, and that's that's the kind of learning that I've had. I think for right. me, it's really more in me experiencing them and seeing how 
I have grown as a result of interacting with them. Like what I said about this particular role model that I had, uh, it was not so much about what they did or what they didn't do, but it was more okay. about how I have responded to them. So from that, right. I, the, the biggest lesson was really in, in trusting myself in um, you know, learning about how I have also got gifts. I have talents too. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's really more about that where I've just learned to trust myself so much more. Instead of giving my power away, giving my authority away to so-called gurus and uh, role models, I feel that right. the time for gurus and role models is kind of fading away where, you know, it's, you imagine this guru on the mountain, right? And they're teaching you and imparting their advice to you. But I feel that um, times have changed and I think more people are probably coaching or teaching people to be themselves, right? Because only by being yourself, only by acknowledging yourself and your gifts and your talents, and that, that um, that's how you're really going to shine in the world, by being your unique self, because there's only one of you. There's only one racer, right? Yes, correct. There's only one Tonya, one racer, and we can't be exactly the same as one another. I can't be Tonya. Tonya can't be me, unless if we have this uh, spiritual teleportation <laughs> device or whatever <laughs> that we call it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, unless if this actually exists, and and you know, we'll never know how advanced technology can be in year 3000 but uh anyway uh this is just a side note of it, of things but of course mm. i understand where you're coming from in terms mm. of like being someone that is actually true to self and also at the same time understanding that you can never never ever be uh, a copy of somebody else and be somebody that have confidence in in what you have and what you do then mm -hmm. you can actually elevate your game in your business and even mm -hmm. in life and you know uh, now tonya we're gonna go straight to the main focus of our interview which is this thing called human design uh, mm -hmm. can you share with us more about what is this human design ab about Okay, so uh, I, I'm guessing that the audience may not know what human design is, um, but they yes. may know a little bit about what astrology is in, in their understanding of what astrology is. So right. if you think about astrology first, so I, I'll start from astrology. So astrology is um, where we use a birth chart to interpret um, a person's personality, their traits, their strengths, their weaknesses, and even sometimes psychological tendencies, right? That's what I use a birth chart right. for. And I generate it with a software. It's using the birth time, the birth place, and uh, your birth date to generate where oh. the planets are at a particular point in time. And okay. then I start to interpret all the various uh, meanings of what this planet means, what the sign means, what the stars means, and so on. So that's, mm. that's how astrology is, right? And... If you look at, say, human design, human design is actually a different system that was developed a bit, quite a bit later, right, in the 19, well, around the 19th century. Um, 
not too far away from where we are now. And this is actually um, like astrology um, version two, right? Because human design right. actually sits on top of uh, a foundation of Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, uh, the Jewish okay. Kabbalah, and the uh, chakra system, which is uh, an ancient Indian uh, energy system as well. So human design, similarly with astrology, needs you to generate a chart. And based on that chart, we interpret certain things. So human yep. design actually shows you how your body's energy functions. And it's, a, it's, a, it's like a signature blueprint on how it functions. And everyone has got a different uh, a way of functioning in their life. And it also shows you your the way in which you interact with the world around you. Like say, the way in which the environment will affect you or the way in which you affect other people or the people in your environment as well. I'm wondering if we can see Rayson Chu's body graph chart. Yes. Oh. Okay, everybody okay. knows your birthday oh, now. <laughs> yes, everyone, don't forget my birthday. My birthday is actually on 21st September. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my presence. <laughs> Not just your presence, yeah? <laughs> okay, but anyway, jokes aside. Yeah, so this is what a body graph chart looks like. Everyone's got to get a body ch graph chart. And this actually shows Ooh. you the human design chart, okay? So each of these centers actually represents uh, an energy center. Uh, and say, Ooh. so for example, uh, if I'm looking at you, Grayson, you have uh, yes. the sacral center, which represents, um, how should I say? It represents uh, where your life force energy comes through, okay? That's, that's the sacral center, right? And when I when I look at yours, it's if it's white in color, it basically means that it's not that you don't have energy, but it basically means that your energy experience of the sacral, the life force energy, is inconsistent. Okay, so oh. what I mean by you being affected by your environment is that if you now have this white color sacral. And now, for example, if you interact with me, I have this sacral center exactly, which is colored in. So I have consistent energy that I experience through my sacral center. You have inconsistent <laughs> okay. energy. So the white color center actually picks up from the environment and it amplifies the experience. So you're more likely to be feeling more energized when you're hanging around with other people around you. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this energy is borrowed. Okay. This is not your natural signature energy. Your natural is more, I would say, a, probably a little bit more laid back. If you're not around others, how do you feel? Okay. Do you still feel very energized or you just feel a bit more subdued? I, I feel more relaxed in a sense when I'm not around people. Uh, mm. When I'm around people, people i'll feel more vibrant i feel more lively want to chat with people and i do not know why but somehow rather subconsciously i love the attention of other people subconsciously uh, i love being the live wire in the crowd so i'll, mm. I'll be the the guy that likes to joke around i'll, I'll be somebody that is someone that will be able to give 
a lot of positive vibes and all this all, all these are actually borrowed from the energy from other people in a sense in in, in a way yes. or rather yes yes, yes. Ex exactly what you're saying because the sacral energy if if uh you're talking about uh someone who's like me with this kind of sacral energy it's it's the kind of energy where you actually really love things you want to have fun you want to be feeling lit up you know and and that's yeah. the kind of vibe that you're talking about as well so you're borrowing another's energy when you hang around with them and maybe that's why you're drawn to, to spend time with people because you feel more energized that way right yeah, yeah. And so, i'm not sure why but i just love to actually be with many people and many different groups of people like i i can be i can have my buddies my family uh, another half for example and i would love to have different groups of people that i meet in a year in a sense and not just the same people that i meet i, I mean i can yeah. i can meet people i can meet the same group of people but uh, I, I would have some other new people or some other people that I I know of, but I don't always frequently meet. Yeah, I would love to have in-betweens of this so that, you know, it makes my, my, my social life a bit more full in a sense. Yeah, 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 and and the other thing I guess um, is that with with the human design for you, your your design is where uh, so so where you where you ha have these things colored in basically means that you have consistent experience of that kind of energy. Um, oh. But what I see as well is that say for example your throat is connected to your solar plexus, so when it comes to communicating mm. with emotion, it's, it's not a problem, right, for you. Um, yes. But then this this one here, the identity center is, well, this one, the identity center is connected to the throat, so that's fine. You you have no problem to, to communicate uh, who you are to people as well, because it's identity. Yeah. But Correct. here, these two centers are actually on their own. So they're not connected to the three at the top here. So in terms of human oh. design and definition, it means you actually have two separate centers that are communicating to each other, but will take some time to communicate with each other within this whole human design chart. So it oh. takes a little bit more time. And basically what happens is hanging around different people, right, mm -hmm. will help you to process this energy faster. So you're something called, you're actually called split definition, which basically means that it's it's more helpful for you to experience life and to experience the world by spending time with different different kinds of people. They kind of oh. help you to complete the experience. It is, it, oh, okay. So, yeah, it makes sense. So that's what I have been actually practicing in a sense, subconsciously. Uh, I love to actually meet new people, go out to different events, go out and meet people. And even though some of my friends would say, hey, why do you like to always go out to meet new people? So I, I realized, like, after you have explained to us, this is actually just a part of me, in a sense. Yeah, it's a part of you, yeah. So human design sometimes is not... Um, I would say it depends on the person as well, right? Some people, when they first meet their human design chart, don't actually uh, resonate with it. And that's fine. Okay. Um, because like when I first met my human design chart, I also was like, yeah, okay, then what? I was very 
blasé about it. I was like, there's nothing new in this. But right. uh, over time, I've learned to to analyze it and to understand what what all these centers mean, you know, uh, what some of the numbers mean, and to interpret it a bit more. And I've come to be more aligned with with who I am. Human design isn't mm. really, uh, I would say, it doesn't intend to be boxing people in. It doesn't intend to box you into a definition of any sort. The right. wisdom behind it is more like take what resonates with you, take what works, and for whatever it's saying that you don't resonate with, you can decide not to take it on if you don't want to. You have free will, right? Or you wait and you just observe and you see whether certain things that you said were not true can be true. So it's more of a contemplation rather than just to accept wholesale that something is correct. It's really more for you to test it out and see if it works for you. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. and, and just wondering, what does the 5-2 over there mean? Yeah, there's yeah, a 5-2... So so each each one of these numbers, right, actually basically means um, more like they, they have different indicators, right? So the one on the I left see. here talks about how you maybe function in the best environment for yourself. Okay. okay. Then this one talks about, um, actually, this is more like health. This is more like the environment for yourself. This one is I more see. like perspective and this one is more like your motivations which yeah you can really like go deep deep down the rabbit hole right uh, okay with, with human design but if okay. it's say uh there, there are also meanings behind the arrow say if this one is a right pointing arrow it means in terms mm -hmm. of your digestion in, in terms of the way in which you take in the world it's more i would say uh of a big picture view that you have it's not so specific, right? It's not list-based. It's more like you need to have yeah. a helicopter view before you understand something, before you digest. And you're not someone right. who probably likes too much of a routine in your life. It's probably more like a little bit more inconsistent in terms of the way you take in life. Does that make any sense mm. to you? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. And mm. just wondering, what is a design date? Ah, okay. The design date here uh, is actually formed about uh, several months before your actual uh, birth date. So it's basically oh. uh, human design here, right, that you see. On the left side, this is actually your unconscious or your body. On the right side, it's more like the conscious side of you. Okay. Oh. So... So unconscious doesn't mean that you're asleep and you're not aware, but it's basically just your body's wisdom that comes through, uh, which mm. may not be so obvious to you, right? The body usually has answers for you, usually has an intelligence of its own. So that's what yeah. it's meant by the, the left side and the right side. And the design day is basically when your body has, you know, got its own wisdom already. It's more of your unconscious side. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Makes sense, it's right? really interesting. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, so if you see, this is the sun. The sun actually is more like um, about 70% of your personality, right? The sun, this is this indicator here oh. is the sun. So, um, okay. if I look at your profile line here, which is a line 6-2, right? Uh, this actually just means that 
uh, in terms of what's conscious to you, your line is more of a line six in human design. What's a line six? The line six is more like a role model, right? Uh, so okay. uh, this is the one where I think, uh, you know, uh, some people have come across this before where maybe the first 30 years of your life are very much trial and error. You go through a lot of hardship. You knock into a lot of walls. Um, and that's your process for learning. It really builds up your resilience. And then from yep. the age of 30 to 50, you spend that time to, uh, which is, I guess, where you, where you are right now, you spend that time to reevaluate, to consolidate everything that you're learning. And then when you reach the age of 50 and above, you are really called out by the world to become a role model for everyone. Okay, so are you saying that only when I reach 50, then I can be the role model? <laughs> I seriously oh. doubt so. I think it, it's something where you have the potential to do that, right? Yep. It's, it is a long process and uh, it is a process of Very consolidation that you're going through right now. But I would say that even for people with the line six, where you are right now, uh, you might already notice that there are people who look up to you, right? There are people yeah. that come to you for guidance. There are people who ask you for yeah. advice or tell you all their problems. You know, there, there are many of the line sixes who actually are already kind of starting to see that they are living some of these qualities already. Okay. okay. And then on the other side, there's the line two, uh, which is that of a hermit. Uh, this is not so obvious to you. This is the more unconscious side of you, but it's the hermit. But it's also someone who has a lot of natural talent. And because it's... So, it's... Um, I think if you were to look at yourself, you may discount all the natural, ten the natural things, the natural gifts that you have. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, by natural talent, you can be good at doing a particular thing. You may be, I don't know, uh, is, have you come across instances where you've actually picked up something very quickly, right? Very, very quickly. And someone actually asks you, how in the world did you do that? How come you did yeah. it so fast? Right? And that's, right. that is a, the hallmark of someone who actually has a lot of natural, that, that line two thing going on. Because for you, it just came so easily that you kind of take it for granted. But actually, it's not that easy. And everyone else finds it very difficult to take it on. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. And um, sometimes you might find that you discount a lot of these things until your friends actually tell you, hey, you know, you're actually really good with doing ABC and XYZ. And then you go, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Do you ever find that? Yes, I I, I had. Um, there were people who told me, hey, you know, you're very good at networking, um, which... I uh, sometimes I will discount. I will say, oh, it's because of someone that actually connected me with this person, or sometimes I just discount it, like you know, just being humble. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I I had instances where I had this kind of things, 
as well, or even acting. I, I don't know why. I, I just actually, when I was way younger, I've been, I've, I've not been telling people, but I believe when I was younger, I wanted to be an actor, in fact, uh, way, way, way back when I was younger. Uh, but I, I knew I could, I could act. I, I, that's why, you know, when I do my own uh, advertisement for sponsors and all, I, I could act naturally uh, when they tell me what to do. Okay, I know what, what I should do. Or sometimes I'll tell them, hey, how about I, let, let me do this or that. Then, you know, um, it, it, it comes naturally. And, and I, I just love to act. No, I'm not saying that, oh, I love to be a fake person, but I just love to act in a character that, you know, that, that I'm being assigned to in a sense. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I, I believe, you know, that, I have, but it's just that I kind of discount this kind of qualities that I have because I'm always kind of unsure if that is the right path in, in certain things. But yeah, um, but I, I do love to do certain things. And when people tell me about it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. After much thought to it, and it could be a few days later then i realized oh yeah that's actually my strength i i didn't really uh, you know yeah. look at that way in a sense mm -hmm. yeah so um i mean just 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 a side point my, my best friend also has this in her chart and i constantly need to remind her to you know you're good at doing this you know you're good at doing that yeah she also Understand. has the children in her chart so yeah it's it's um I guess you could say that because you also have your sun sign in Virgo, right? You're a Virgo. Uh, Virgos yeah. also tend to be self-depreciating and very self-critical. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it's kind of like where you see the intersection of human design and astrology, uh, where you see yeah. certain things that, that indicate certain things to you in the chart and human design, and then you cross-reference it over to astrology and, oh, yeah, okay, uh, I totally see that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how do I put it? Like, I, I've never believed 100% in astrology or, or, or this things until mm -hmm. i met you and um and 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 some some of my uh one actually one of my guests who was uh, who's an astrologer as well from the uk mm. or us so she actually said some things to me and and i it, it does make sense in, in a way or rather and mm. and then um i i find that you know those of you who are tuning in if you are a non-believer in astrology Take time to actually understand them because Western astrology has different different belief systems. Uh, Chinese, Asian astrology has different belief system as well. But when you piece them up together, you realize that there are some similarities that actually works and, and miraculously, it does work in, in certain extent. It's pretty accurate in, in certain mm -hmm. extent, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the the part of you that that has something coming very naturally to you is uh, in astrology. I would say something called the South Node, and uh, it's in the sign of Leo. And Leo is is a sign where, you know, is is this person as ultra ultra creative, right? 
very, very colorful, right. and also uh, very good with being on stage. Absolutely loves the attention. Oh, and yes. The adoration for people. Yeah, that, so that, 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 that's me. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, um, so that's the South Node, and that basically uh, represents all the gifts and the talents that you came into this world with. But to to a certain right. level, the Leo is 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 South Node, so it's it's comfort zone. Whereas the North Node, which okay. is one hundred eighty degrees from it, is uh, not so comfort zone. It's in the sign of Aquarius, okay. uh, which is about not so much about attention to yourself, but it's actually doing more things that are for the community, for the people, right? Mm, so okay. maybe in the past, it wasn't something that was so comfortable for you, but I still believe that you have already moved in that direction towards building a community, towards more community work for the people. Not so much attention to one, but it's like where people come together and contribute in different ways which are unique to yeah. them towards the whole, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, I'm now building my own uh, community as well. I'm having a team of my own, which is called the Podcast League. So for those of you who are interested in podcasting or you are already a podcaster and you want to be a part of a community, we are actually starting this in Singapore as well. So all this is something that I have been planning with my team for the past uh, few months and uh, we are looking towards in launching this uh, next week or so. So yeah, and uh, you know, uh, Tonya, I actually saw uh, this thing where in fact, human design, I, I believe has different types, right? So yes. um, in terms of uh, different types of traits for, for, for these uh, individuals, so can you explain the different types in human design and how they influence our behavior and decision making? Um, okay, so uh, if I was to get into great detail with this, you would need a whole new episode and a few hours, right? But, sure, right, um, right, right. Okay, so basically there are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five or six types, right, in human okay. design. So types are just a category, right? Um, and this are, right. these are very general pieces of information about your type. So the first one and the most common one is a generator. So generators form about 36% of the world's uh, population. They are creators and builders and doers, and they have a lot of energy to get things done. The most important mm. for them really is to enjoy what they're doing. Because if they don't enjoy what they're doing, they might have health issues, they might not have the energy to do things uh, eventually, like like me. I, I'm a generator and I don't, didn't want to do banking for the rest of my life. And I wanted to do right. astrology and human design, so I'm a generator. Um, the second mm -hmm. category are manifesting generators. So they are a subset of uh, the generators. They are 32% of the world's population. So the difference between the manifesting generator and the generators, manifesting generators are more, I would say, um, generators are a bit more step-by-step -step in their approach to things. Manifesting oh. generators are multi-passionate. They have many different things yeah. going on at one time. They're more likely to do a lot of different things. So they're also builders. They're also doers. They're also, uh, you know, have to have passion for what they're doing, but they're just more likely to be doing many different things at one time. 
Okay. Then oh, we have uh, something called the projectors. The projectors are about 22% of the world's population. Uh, they make okay. really, really good guides, uh, teachers, mentors. They actually mm. are able to see patterns and to analyze things and to see quite deeply into people and to know what their strengths are, what people need, what problems they need. You know, they're very good guides, really. So those are the projectors. Um, then there is the manifestors who are just like you. They form only 9% of the world's population. Oh, they are okay. yeah, quite rare, right? So I was very excited yeah. when I came across you as a, a guy, as a manifester. Because so, so far, I, I probably only know most of those. Yeah, so it's okay. interesting to meet a manifester guy. Um, you guys are initiators, right? uh, disruptors, basically trailblazers. Oh. So you're here to do something different and to inspire other people into taking action. So you're right. not necessarily only the doer, because the doers in this case are the generators and the manifesting generators. But as a manifester, mm. you have a lot of these big ideas and these amazing new things that you need to put out in the world so that other people will be inspired by you to do, uh, yeah, never before done kind of things. It's quite scary, but yes, that's what manifestors are meant to do. Okay, okay. interesting. And the last one, um, they're called reflectors, and they are even more rare than manifestors. They are only one percent. Reflectors. Wow. What, what make them so special, so unique that they are only just one percent reflectors? Uh, I think it's just their energy system. They are very. Oh. Uh, they they on 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 the on the body graph you see everything is white in color, right? So basically, mm, they're yep. taking in the world. They are actually. Uh, exploring the world and experimenting with many different things, but they mm. are really good with observing the world uh, to evaluate what's going on. So they can, I guess, show people how to do things better or like a barometer as well. But yeah, mm. they're not doers either. They're just very good guide guides. In 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 the whole human design world, it's the manifestors. Uh, the projectors and the reflectors that are probably better with guiding people than they are with doing. Oh. Um, and okay. a nine to five job can be quite taxing for these people as far as their energy is concerned. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah. um, Tonya, in what ways can understanding one's human design help with our career choices and finding fulfillment in work? Um. I would say that that one is a little bit um, a little bit tricky. I guess if if you were to look at um, the career choices, it, it kind of human design is really good to give insight into how you can trust yourself, right, as a person, oh. rather than give your give your authority away to someone external and go to some person and ask them for advice. Human design is like a it's a way to train your own self-trust. Your it, it really gives you much more insight into yourself and learning how to navigate life this way. So I would get I would say it's it's kind of less of providing you with information, 
which astrology is really good at doing. Astrology, you can look at the houses and then you can look and say, okay, these are the traits of a career that uh, may suit you more, right? It, when I when I start right. to look at uh, someone's birth chart. And that's really information, right? But when we look at human design, you actually are able to tell which areas you might have had uh, a bit more trauma in, which areas you might have had more, uh, I suppose, being more conditioned by the way that you take the work in. So yeah. I guess if, if you if you look at it this way, um, a lot of the times we think, you know, with astrology, you see somebody, they give you the information. And when you get the information, you tell yourself, oh, yeah, when I get the information about astrology, about my career, then I'll be able to take action, right? That's what most people right. think. I want to know my chart. I want to know about myself. And then I know I can take action. But I think a lot of the times we sort of tell ourselves that, um, but it's more subconscious that we actually don't want to take action and we want to wait until we give ourselves the excuse, right, of knowing something before we take action. Um, so with human design, I think there's much deeper work that can be done. Like, why are you making the choices that you are right now? Why are you telling yourself that you only can do X, Y, Z, but not A, B, C. You know, it's it's a process of deconditioning all the stuff that you've taken on from the world, and that gives you much more authority in terms of decision making, in terms of trusting yourself. Yeah, okay. I, I I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, in a sense where. Human design is not something that you can just look at it and say, oh, this is what it says about my career. This is what it says about my life choices that I have to, I'm a 6'2 or I'm a manifester, manifester generator and whatnot. And then it means that, oh, my life is already fixed. This is what I can only do, what I can only be, be doing in the, career-wise or in other aspects of life and that's it so i i, I get where you're coming from um, mm -hmm. in terms of that so yeah. so that means astrology on the other hand is the thing that can actually share uh, can shed the light to you in terms of what you want to do what you can be and all this as well right is that what I think astrology, doing? yeah, for, for me, astrology can, and I feel that it gives me a much clearer indication of the the, the traits, right? The, the personality, the interest, the areas of life, the topics that you can cover. And I'm pretty sure that someone who is at a very deep level of understanding of human design can do that as well. Mm -hmm. But that's not okay. the way I use human design, right? I use human design I'm more scared. to understand what areas that are of that I've taken in the world where it's not for me it's not aligned with me and then I, I use see. astrology to kind of paint in the picture right okay right so maybe this career will suit you but I, I I don't like to box people in generally and I don't like to say yep. that just by looking at the chart I can tell you're an accountant or you're a lawyer or you make a good mm. speaker I, I would say I would prefer to have a conversation with someone because ultimately, as a person, you are the expert of you. I'm not the expert of you, but I will just have right. a conversation with you, ask questions that 
will give you maybe certain uh, thoughts and certain insights about yourself. Okay. Good. Yeah. So Good. I, cool. I don't Good. like readings, right? I don't like doing readings where people tell you, okay, this is good for you and that's bad for you. And I'm not that mm -hmm. kind of astrologer where um, I take the chart, I interpret it according to my own filters and then I tell you right. what I think is right. I think a lot of the time people do that, but uh, it's really a chart that's open to a lot of interpretation as well. So I prefer to just feed mm. you with certain keywords and then you can then take it back and form your own ideas, form your own opinions from what you've gathered from it. Right, understand. Then, Sonia, can you share with us any real-life examples or stories, especially with your clients? Because I understand that you also use uh, human design to a certain extent with your clients as well, right? So can you share with us like, uh, any of these real-life examples or stories where human design has made a significant impact on the person's life? Um, okay, so there was this one case, um, I can't go into too much detail, but this right. person was a manifester, okay? Okay. And um, they were more like one of those people that were, that had a nine to five job. And okay. they were working in a very stressful environment where you just have to keep right. going, right? Uh, in the banking yep. and financial institution, you just have to keep going. And they don't have, manifestors just tend not to have this kind of go, go, go kind of energy. They do need a lot more downtime. So when I told them that, you know, this is your child, this is a manifestor thing, it's like, it was a huge sigh of relief for this person because they felt so guilty about themselves falling sick all the time. They felt right. so bad that they actually had to have so much of rest. And um, I think that's one of the biggest impact that um, human design actually had on someone. In fact, not just one person, but another person as well. Again, the manifesto thing, they've just felt so relieved to know that their energy was just not consistent and it was not their imagination, right? There was no consistent. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I think... As a result of that, then they, they were able to, I guess, plan their energy a bit better, right? And to not feel so bad about themselves and keep berating themselves, you know, for, for, right. for, being, for being this way, really. Because we live in a world which is predominantly uh, generator. And generators have the energy, but not everyone has this consistent energy. Okay, understand. Mm. Okay, interesting. Okay, so... Well, now we have actually spoke a lot about human design. Now let's talk about something that you are actually a pro at, which is astrology. Okay, so I would like to actually ask you, right, because just now we actually, earlier on, we actually talked a little bit about birth charts, especially when it comes to um, your expertise. You actually spoke about birth chart as well. Um, can, can you actually share with us what is this birth chart and how can it provide insights into the overall successes and challenges a company or even a person can have? Okay. Would you mind if I show people your birth chart for a while? Sure. So it's different from the chart that you showed just now, right? Yes, it's different. 
Okay, okay. I'm really excited to, to look at my birth chart. <laughs> this is going to look a little bit overwhelming, but let me try. Here you go. Okay. All right. So this is your birth chart. Holy moly, um, what is this? <laughs> so many symbols and, and things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this, this is the main thing, right? This is your birth chart, okay? Okay. Uh, and so normally when we look at common, when we look at popular astrology, people talk, what's your sign? Right, it's Virgo. Yep. This is your sun sign, okay? Sun and sign. in this whole chart, there are about nine other indicators in here of your personality. So these are all different parts. Okay? Nineteen. Nine. Other right? nineteen. Nine. Nine. Okay. Mm, nine. So I interpret the chart, you know, what's the sun mean? What does the moon mean? And so on and so forth. I can do this and I can look at someone's chart. Um until the cows come home, basically. There are many different ways of interpreting all this information. So it does take years to be able to study this and to find out, you know, what each one of these means and so on. But basically, when I look at your chart, for example, I would say that there are two areas of focus, two big areas of focus for you. First thing is okay. up here, and I think this is probably one of the biggest areas of focus for you. And this is in the 10th house. The 10th house is about uh, public image. It's about career. It's about calling. It's really about right being out there for everybody okay. to see, right? And that's where your the emphasis of your whole life sits on. It seems to sit on career, public calling, your personal, uh, not your personal, your public, uh, even becoming say a public figure or being an authority figure, right? That's that's one. Yeah, right. True. 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 It has always been that. It has always been that. Yeah. And um, if I look at the ruler of your career house, so this a Virgo. It's a very Virgo feeling to it. And Virgo is ruled by the planet Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication, by the way. So if you're talking about speaking, okay. if you're talking about, um, I guess, communicating, right? And if you're doing this in a very, uh, in a way that is to be of service to others, right? Because Virgo mm. is very much about being of service to others. Uh, you also may want to do this when it comes to doing um, like things in conjunction with someone else, in partnership with someone else, because Mercury and Venus, Venus is the planet of like uh, relationships, but it's also very much about having a relationship with someone, not, not a romantic relationship, yeah? Not necessarily yeah, so. You like yes. to have relationships with people, right? And yes, yes, the yes. communication part here is very important for you as well. So yeah. those two are sitting together inside your 10th house of public speaking, of you know, uh, being out there, putting <coughs> yourself out okay. there. Mm. So that's okay, uh, one indication. So that, that's how I look at, say, someone's chart when I talk to them about their career or what they're good at doing in terms of their calling. Right? It, usually it usually features somewhere in their careers or what they're doing. If it doesn't, then it might mean that they're not ticking all the boxes in their work. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 
The other area, I guess, uh, that you might have focused on is uh, we have these three planets here. Uh, they're not very near to us, but still there's three here. So there's a lot of focus that maybe you have in terms of money, resources, uh, personal resources, value, values, yeah, okay. time. Yeah. Do you have a lot of emphasis there as well in your life? Money? Yeah. Re money, resources, yes, a lot. Hmm. So that's just your personality, right? And then the other part is the moon up here, which is a very strong indicator of not just your subconscious, but the way in which you emotionally connect with others. The moon is actually very important. And it's sitting here in the house, in the 11th house of community. So when it comes to friends, spending time with them, uh, being in a social situation, because it's Libra. Libra is very sociable, by the way. So it's, it's important to you to have the emotional connection with your friends and the people around yes. you. It's, it's yeah. like a must-have for you. Yeah. Yep. And uh, there is less of this tendency to... There's tendency to sometimes people please, right? Because the, the, plant, the, the sign of Libra tends to always want to make sure that the other is taken care of, the others are, you know, happy. Yep. It's usually right. others are happy before I'm happy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's that's me looking looking at the chart. So if, if I'm looking at, say, a personal branding sort of exercise for someone, for a client, I would be looking at indicators like the sun, which forms your identity, who you are, the moon, which forms your emotional connection with others and how you take care of others, right? For you, it's always about making sure that people are comfortable, people are happy, people are taken care of. Because you, you, you don't like seeing ugly situations too much. You don't like it being too confrontational with them. So you yeah. you love peace. You love peace so much. Yes. And yes. Actually, manifestors love peace as well. They don't like it when people <laughs> are in an angry situation. Right. right. So yes, okay. you can see how the human design and the astrology also, you know, um, how it intersects. Sort of, huh? Yes, how it intersects. So that's that's what I wanted to demonstrate to you as well. Yeah. Whereas, um, like, okay, this is the public image, and this is the way in which you interact with the world. This AS thing is your ascendant. Automatically, you want to experience life. Sagittarius is more about the experience. It's uh -huh. more about uh, trying many different things, really, uh, and uh, even traveling, even going to uh, understanding how foreign culture is. They, they, they love traveling, in a sense. Oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing, okay. but I can also see that Jupiter is the planet of expansion, and so you love to expand your knowledge, uh, in terms of understanding foreign culture, or understanding yeah. beliefs, uh, anything to do with philosophy, um, or sometimes maybe even the law, that that can be something that that um, yeah makes you feel ah uh, yes this is growth for me, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So yeah, it's 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 very interesting when I when I start looking at people's charts, and um, I yeah. usually use this to to help them to understand themselves first, 
And then they can decide which part of their personality do they want to emphasize and bring in to their business. Because there's so much, right, to a person. So many different dimensions you can look at, but you can choose which parts you really want to bring into your business. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I hope this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And it, it really sounds like me, like, you know, uh, me being focusing on my career, on being a public figure, on focusing on being someone that's of value to the, the people around me. And mm-hmm. of course, there would have been times where I was a people pleaser in a sense that, that mm-hmm. I would have. And I, I really dislike that, but still to a certain degree, I have to do it in a sense where I'm not too overly people pleasing because I need to actually make make friends with my guests and even when I'm introducing people on on my podcast like you or anyone I have to make sure that I do it nicely rather than you know uh, oh welcome to the Regacy show and this is Tonya and pop that's it you know I, I have to make it sounds really nice and and that's probably why people would some people would say that hey uh, you know you've been a people pleaser in a sense but uh yeah it's it's not really my intention to please people but it's just the way how people interpreted it in in a in a in a mm. mis, misguided way in, in a mm. way where I, I don't intend it in that sense so mm-hmm. I, I understand where you're coming from. And of course, I love traveling. I love to experience different culture, different mm-hmm. different people, different yeah. lifestyle, get to understand certain things in perspective. So yeah, so yeah. this is really, really true. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and just want to ask you, what about the one on the right side? There are two, there's a DS over there. What, what, what does mm-hmm. it mean? Well, the DS uh, stands for your descendant. Uh, so that sitting, yeah, descendant. So basically, it represents uh, the way in which you, uh, not the way in which you, the the kind of partnerships that you have with people, and they're usually opposite. Okay. It's opposite. It's opposite to this part of you. So the descendant um, is actually talking more about your audience. Your audience okay. is in the sign of Gemini. And they are probably very likely to be people who like to stay in touch with the trends. People who like to communicate a lot. Because Gemini is very communicative. People who like to problem solve. They're also very smart people, usually very intellectual. They like intellectual type of conversations as well. They're very good conversationalists. But they're also naturally very, very curious. Okay, so are, are you saying that I have traits of Gemini where I'm curious, um, I am really, uh, I, I really love to solve problems kind of thing? Mm, you could have those traits, but it's actually oh. more about the partners that you are also likely to attract. So these are the people that come into your sphere. These are the people that are listening to you. The people that resonate okay. with what you say, they are more likely to be more Gemini. I want to understand what's going on. I'm into research. I want. It's, they're very mental people. 
if that makes any sense to you at all. You yeah, it makes sense. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I do know some of them, but uh, does this mean that it's some uh, it, it applies to romance or, or something? Like, yes, uh, in terms of like, so that means you're saying that uh, my partner in the future, my future partner, will be somebody that is problem solver and uh, maybe uh, uh, the horoscope is a Gemini rather than other horoscopes. Are you are you referring to that or maybe they could be a Gemini. They could be a Gemini, but um, oh. they they may display certain traits of a Gemini, if, if that makes any sense. Right? Because yeah. I, I know that people have husbands that or, or wives that don't have that that particular sign, but or their, their sun sign is not that sign, but they do exhibit traits of a Gemini. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. but there, there are different houses when you look at things like uh, relationships versus dating. Dating is different. Dating is a different house. Oh. Yeah, dating is oh, more like a... Aries. It's a fiery sign. It's down the sign in the fifth house. So it's more like Aries. Oh, so dating, I'll, I'll be dating an Aries instead of... <laughs> Other, yeah, uh, other, yeah. So before, uh, before, horoscopes. before you go to the Gemini, you will be dating someone with more. Uh, I would say they're more childlike, right? They're more, they're more impatient, but more passionate as well. Full of passion. Oh, okay, mm. interesting. Yeah, I see. So I, okay. yeah, if you, yeah, if you ever want to know more about girlfriends, boyfriends, sure, we can have a separate chat about this. Oh, no, yes. I, so, I don't I don't do relationships, but yeah. I understand. So for those of you who are tuning in, you are interested to know about your career, about your relationship, uh, you can actually look out for Tonya and you can go to tonyashaw.com to actually find out her services as well. And you can actually find her on Instagram as Tonya Shaw. And then after that, see if anything that resonates with you and you can actually have a have a you can book a free call with her before you all go into business in a sense. Yeah, you can find me as Tonya, the business alchemist. Um, I'm oh, not yes. sure how many Tonya shows there are, but yeah, you can find me as right. Tonya, the business alchemist as well. And yeah, and okay. I'm, I'm usually there almost every day. Yep. Okay. Right. And I can see that uh, business on the beach. Uh, is actually commenting on our IG live and uh, saying oh. that he's a Gemini and very true. He's June fifteenth. Is uh, but of course uh, I'm not looking for a male partner. I'm looking for female. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, but jokes aside. Jokes aside. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I I I understand um, that you know the birth chart is very pretty much accurate. I would say. From what I see, and, and and I really love you know re looking at my birth chart because it, it just it's just so me in a sense. It's <laughs> there's no there's no part of me that say hey I'm discounting it and all. So so yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. really cool. Uh, that that's what happened when I first saw my birth chart as well. I was like wow, this is amazing. It's true. And um, right, right. my logical mind uh, also questioned it, but I was like, this is not supposed to be true, but it's very true. So how can it be? Yeah. But I think when you just open yourself to learning new things, right, and you just go in with open mind, 
uh, it, it really surprises you. Yes, I agree. And just want to ask you, right, Tonya, um, what key astrological factors should entrepreneurs consider when they are starting a new business venture? Um, I guess when you're starting a new business venture, as, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, more to look at the your sun sign, right? You should look at your sun sign and sun sign. what your identity is, right? Really look at your sun sign, what it embodies, right? Um, and also start to look at factors like uh, what's the second house like, because the second house refers to money, but it not just refers to money, it actually talks about value as well. What's the value that you bring and what do you value? Right? What value do you bring right. to the business? So that's the second house. You'd also look at the sixth house because the sixth house in astrology is also about what you'll be doing on a daily basis. Okay. And then I'll look at the MC, which is the 10th house of, yeah, what's your career going to be like as well? So all these three indicators are very usually uh, good indicators of um, what kind of business suits you more. But I would okay. have to say I, I would um, kind of uh, adjust it a little bit because it's difficult for you to find out what business suits you when you don't have anything, right? It's easier right. to know what you want to do and then you go and take a look at the chart and see, does this meet my, you know, does this meet all the astrological factors? Because it's kind of like taking a stab in the dark, right? If you don't know what you know, if you don't know what you want. Like what I said from the beginning, I didn't say go and look at your astrology chart. The beginning was all about going out and experimenting. See what interests you first. Just go and yeah. give it a try. Go for a course. Talk to people. All of that. The practical stuff is just as important as looking as at your astrology chart. Mm, okay, got it. Wow, this is pretty amazing. And I, I agree that, you know, before you actually go into astrology chart and whatsoever not, you can actually look at your experiences and your mm -hmm. traits and your personality, your characteristics before you go into this astrological route. But of course, you want to get to know more earlier, sure, by all means, can look for Tonya and she will help you to map it out. And uh, yeah, I, I really love what we have been talking about in terms of this. And I have one last question for you okay for for this whole podcast okay so sure. this this uh question is something very simple and yet pretty deep in meaning so tonya if today is going to be your last day on earth what would you share with the audience that's tuning in right now Today was the last day. My, my last day. But it's not everyone's last day, right? My last day. Yes. Your last day. Uh, Your last day. Uh, what would I tell them? This is so yep. such a big question. I think I think to the people who have been in my life, I would just say thank you so much. I'll be really grateful for having been in their life in whatever shape or form. 
if today was my last day, I would thank them for it. Um, mm -hmm. But I would also, I guess, you know, uh, tell you to just have fun with life. Really, just don't take it too seriously. Just go and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I no, we just take everything just too seriously sometimes. And it's like, yeah, okay, why not just go and have fun? Enjoy yourself. Because you just don't know right. when you're going to go. Yeah, okay. Got it. Yeah. True? True. So for those of you who are tuning in, remember, don't be too serious about yourself, about life. And just have fun and enjoy the process. Yeah. Even if it means that you got hurt by someone or you got um, got a business failure or whatsoever, you still can actually enjoy the process and believe that something great is coming to you really soon. Okay? So, wow. Love your advice, Tonya. Love your advice. So oh, Thank you. Tonya, uh, where can my audience find you on social media? Okay, so if it's on social media, Instagram is the best way. You can find me on uh, Tonya, the business alchemist. I know it's a long, long thing, but yes, Tonya, the business alchemist. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's, that's mainly where I'm on. Uh, I have a website. It's www.tonyashaw.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. So with that, I would like to thank Tonya for all the value bombs that you have dropped in the podcast and this episode. Really appreciate you for being on the podcast as well. And I would like to thank each and everyone who has been supporting the podcast and also been, um, you know, enjoying the episode as well. As, as I can see, Business on the Beach has been saying that that is a great advice and I get to see countless of you that are actually tuned in to us. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys and I really love this. Um, I really love this conversation that we have. So yeah. I hope to add as much value as possible with you and all the other people that's tuning in. And uh, yeah. Have a great evening and yes. have a great week as well. All right. Take care. Thank you so much, Jason. You're most welcome. Thank and stay you, tuned you. for the next episode of The Regacy Show. All right. With that, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Regacy Show. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time, like, comment and share this episode out to your people, to your family, your friends and not forgetting that we have just created a telegram group it's called the Regacy show family so you can go and check it out and let us know how you find this group is serving you 
Alright, so with that, I would like to thank you once again. See you and stay tuned for another episode of The Regacy Show. Bye.